You're listening to Fidem Catholica, the Sunday homilies of Father John Gazzaldo, pastor, St. Luke Catholic Church, Temple, Texas. This is Episode 9, Share Your Miracles and the Details. In this homily, Father John talks about two miracles from the Gospel of Mark. The healing of two people, Jairus' daughter and a hemorrhaging woman. He talks about how sometimes we share TMI, or too much information, about events. But in this homily, he talks directly to us and encourages and challenges us to pray about the miracles that have happened to our lives. And when we find those miracles, to share them and share them abundantly and with the details. TMI is a little acronym we use when someone is sharing with us what we believe to be too much information. We don't need to need, we don't need at this particular situation all the details. So we'll let them know by saying TMI. I had a, a woman once come to my office for a little advice, and she shared that she had was suffering from irritable bowel syndrome. And she began to tell me about what that involves. And I said, you know, I don't need to know all that. Um, I don't need to know everything about that. Um, What can I do for you today? Now, for a doctor who has some time, they might need to to hear all the details. But in that situation, for spiritual guidance, I don't need to know all the details of her physical health. This happens a lot. And we have to kind of be discerning on when details are important. From this pulpit, from time to time, I've given the men a hard time. Challenge, hopefully, to be men of God, to be the spiritual head of your household. But for the next 20 seconds, if I can kind of poke at you ladies a little bit. Uh, Sometimes when men come to confession, they give me a nice list, give them absolution, and they're gone. Sometimes women come to confession and they give me the whole backstory of the sin, what they were wearing, what the weather was like, you know, what season it was. I don't need to know all that. Too much information. Tell me the sin and let's move on. If it was spiritual direction, I may need to know all the details. If I had an hour, we may need to know all the details. But sometimes we don't need to know all the details. Sometimes we do. Today we have two miracle stories kind of sandwiched together in a strange way. We hear about Jairus' daughter. He comes up to Jesus and he says, my daughter is on the brink of death. He doesn't give, her the back, give him the backstory. He doesn't tell him the whole life story. He tells him the important thing. My daughter is on the brink of death. Please come and help her. That's all he needs to say. And Jesus goes off with him. Then we have this kind of middle miracle where a woman sees Jesus and we hear about what her problem is. She has some kind of hemorrhaging, some kind of bleeding. We don't know the details. We don't need to know the details of her affliction. But Mark, the gospel writer, sees the need to give us the details of the miracle. 
What kind of details does he give us? He gives us her thoughts, the disciples' thoughts, Jesus' thoughts. If I can just touch his clothes, Jesus feels it goes out for him. He makes a statement, who touched me? And the apostles even mock him. Look at all these people, and you're asking who touched you? Do we need to know all that? Kind of. This is the details of the miracle. The details of her as she trembled and fell before his feet. And at what he calls her, daughter, daughter, let this be, let this be your healing. Your faith has made you well. We get an insight to all the little details, not of her condition, but of her healing, but of the miracle that has taken place in her life. Then we get back to the other miracle. We don't know what this Jairus' daughter is dying of, but as soon as Jesus gets to the place, to the house, we are invited into the details. What the crowd said, what the mom and dad says, what the witnesses say. He goes in and out twice of the room, who he invites in. What even kind of language he speaks. He talks to her in a kind of mixture of Hebrew and Aramaic of Talitha Kum or Talitha Kumi, depending on the translation. We're invited into that. And she gets up and walks around. We hear the details of the miracle. Now, even though sometimes at the end of these miracles, Jesus tries to keep a cap on it, but I imagine that little girl and her parents told that story many times. They probably included all the backstory, the side story, the time of day, the time of year, because those details meant something in their life. And it's that story, that family story that I think changed people's hearts. We don't hear about all those details, but I'm sure they had a chance to many times tell the story of what God had done in their life, what God had done in their family. I would ask all of you, and I would guess that most of you in here have had a miracle in your life, whether it's physical, spiritual, forgiveness of some sort, some kind of miracle. And what is, what is the definition of a miracle? The definition of miracle is where the laws of nature are suspended. God does that sometimes, and he does it for a reason. We remember today also that all of our prayers are always answered. Let me say that again. Your prayers are always answered. Sometimes God says no. Even Jesus' prayer, can this cup pass by me? The answer was no. Paul said, can you take this thorn out of my side? The answer was no. But sometimes the answer is yes, which comes with great glory and a certain amount of burden. When God does a miracle in your life and you keep it to yourself, I think it's an injustice. It is an injustice. There was a retreat some years back at a, at a retreat center, but it was, the retreat was all priests. It was in, outside of El Paso. And it was a lot of Jesuits. It was a Jesuit retreat facility. Anyway, there was a, a retreat with about 30 or 40 priests. And the retreat master was a priest. But somewhere along the retreat, the retreat master brought forth a man, a very poor man, to address the priest. Now, this man had had a miracle in his life. He had a miracle in his life. And he came and he 
said hello to the priest, and he asked him two questions. He said, first one, very simple man, said, oh, are all of you are priests? How many of you love Jesus? And then he kind of looked at each other. I guess we better raise our hands. I mean, I guess we better. It's a very awkward situation. I guess they, they all raised their hands, but they were a little off-put, I think, just saying. Then he goes, oh, that's wonderful. And how many of you have performed a miracle? And maybe two or three raised their hands. And then he said to this whole congregation of priests, how can you say you love Jesus and you haven't performed any miracles? Once again, a little bit of an awkward moment. But over the next hour or so, he shared in detail, every detail of what God had done in his life. Now, I don't have an hour to go over that, but he did. Because each one of those details were important. They were important. As a priest, I have witnessed miracles. I've seen them. A few years ago, we had a a lady who was not Catholic in another town. And she had brain cancer. And the priest there with us said, well, what can we do for you? And she said, well, can you anoint me? And that's what kind of canon law kicks in. And he goes, well, we really can't anoint you. You're not Catholic, but we can pray for you. So he put her hands on her, prayed for her a few minutes. The next day she comes into the office, went to the doctor, and the cancer was gone. Now, I just told you in 30 seconds a story that she has retold many times to her family, her children, who all eventually became Catholic, and to whole congregations. It changed her life, but she didn't keep it to herself. And when she retold that story, she included every single detail, every single detail of the miracle of her conversion. So I would ask all of you, especially if you received a miracle in your life, start talking about it. Get practiced in saying it. Start with your own family. We don't need to hear all the details. You know, everybody in this room, you've probably done things in your life you don't want everybody else to know about. That's what the confessional is for. We don't need to know all the gory details. But... I bet most of you in here have have had a real miracle in your life. Please share it. Because I would say testimony is much more powerful than lecture. Let me say that again. A testimony is much more powerful than a lecture. A story is. We know that. I, I was in college for 13 years. I'm a slow learner. Okay, so there you are. I have listened to many lectures. I don't remember a one of them. I don't remember any of them. Even in seminary, I can't remember what they said. I don't remember. Hopefully, I learned it. But what I remember very graphically is when they put down the marker, when they put down the chalk and shared what God had done in their life, what was the miracle that took place in their life. And however long it took, we never said, TMI, we never said too much information. We actually said the opposite. Tell us more. Keep talking. Even when they went overtime, they would say, oh, I'm sorry, we've gone overtime. We'd say, no, 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 we're listening. And they had our attention. Why? 
because they were sharing what God had done for them, the miracle that had taken place in their life, and we only wanted more details, not less. And every time, you know, the professor or the priest would go outside and they'd be surrounded by some students asking more questions, saying what? Tell me less or tell me more. They all wanted to know every detail. They wanted to know more. So I guess your homework for this week is if you pray and think about it, many, all of you have experienced some miracle in your life. Start sharing it. Pray about the details, the details of the miracle. And you will find when you start to share that, people will ask you to tell that story again and again. And they won't say TMI. They'll say, tell me more, tell me more. Thank you for listening to Fidem Catholica, the Sunday homilies of Father John Gazaldo. Please be sure to subscribe in the podcast listening platform of your choice so you can be alerted when new episodes are released.